0: And they're, of course, they're talking throughout the whole thing, right? They're commenting. So they're like, they're like, you, oh, this ain't even scary, but I can't even see anything. Man, this fog is thick. Like, you just have all this commentary going on. And then, dude, you see that in front? Hmm, people? Yeah. What are they doing? Why are they, why are they just standing there? You see them? They're just standing there like that. Why aren't they moving? I don't think we should... No, let's go. No way. They start slowing. You can, you can actually hear the crowd like slowing uh-huh. because uh-huh. they're losing their confidence. But you hear them talking about it, and then you hear the ripple, like the like all the people in the back and start whispering, and It's like oh, they, did it. oh, they saw somebody they're standing. Like, yeah. I was like, right. And then the door slams. Everybody screams and jumps because slam something slammed behind them and then we just run at oh, no. them on the line. Like like a football team for no like no reason at all.
1: Hi, I'm Gabe.
2: And I'm Kat.
1: And we're we're The Ghouls Ghouls Next Next Door.
2: Door. Talking about spooky stuff. (laughs) Although I will say we harmonized beautifully just (laughs) then.
1: Yes. Um, (laughs) Welcome to The Ghouls Next Door, the media literacy podcast from Lens, where we explore the real-life, historical, um, entertaining ways that uh, (laughs) our cinematic- Horrors are influenced and we had covered haunted attractions Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, where we talked about our experiences at... Haunted attractions and also a
2: Some questionable
1: one. <laughs> yeah. Attraction. Exactly. And, and we kind of teased it out in that episode, um, but we had went to the Eastern State Penitentiary's haunted experience, and or like Halloween experience. Yeah, Halloween <laughs> nights. Halloween nights, nights, nights now yeah. it has, uh, you know, evolved over the years, and so we have invited two guests to talk about their experience with the eastern state kind of halloween experience how it's evolved what it started out as and what it's doing now and so we have invited at least to to kick it off to tell us about the the founding <laughs> experience that was, um, is a great friend of ours, you've seen them on here several times super mm-hmm. talented, every time I talk to them they're like, oh well, I also did this thing and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, how many,
2: Just how like a 10 guys? out of 10 brain
1: <laughs> Yes, yes, fully agree so we're welcoming, we missed to to talk to us about the Eastern State Penitentiary Experience. Hello. Hi, welcome. Um, For folks who might not, who haven't listened to the many other episodes that we have with you, um, could you let us know a bit about you?
0: Uh, Yes. So I'm a horror and sci-fi maker. Uh, I am the founder and executive producer of Dusky Projects, where we make audio and theater and new media contacts. Content in genre. Mm
2: -hmm. So, and
0: I am also the producer for Black Women Are Scary, which is a podcast. And Gabe here is the sound designer. So check that out to hear her like Sonic. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yes, always exciting. Um, and it's definitely a plan of ours to have like an episode that's just dedicated to that. Um mm-hmm. because I think people that's need nice. to know. Um uh, <laughs>
0: it's it's three seasons of really amazing I know. stories. We're in the middle of our third season, it's kind of amazing. I'm like, I can't even believe I've been doing it <laughs> three seasons. It's like, yes. You yeah. guys have been at it for a minute too. Like I, I feel like people need to know more about the ghouls next door. Oh, so. thank huh, you. Appreciate
2: that. Yeah. So Six we years. don't we don't season them, but we have done it for but a whole whatever. six years. Yeah, we call them their seasons. Of, are they? Do figures. they call We're them the seasons on season. the thing? Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like uh, the book, but except it's just a podcast instead of the fixed
0: edition.
2: The sixth edition. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like instead of fixed I season. Know, yeah, I thinking yeah. of the fifth season, <laughs> the the horror book about seasons that murder everybody uh, yeah it's way deeper Unlike than that,
1: our <laughs> seasons now um yeah. <laughs> awesome so uh Uimoto, we wanted to pick a brain because yeah. i had a great conversation with you about how eastern state penitentiary um which is a prison here in philadelphia that is no longer active but does have this very rich history um mm. that are you know is Full of a lot of pain a lot of questionable decisions there's a lot of just like entertaining weird things that happen there um and so this haunted attraction started a little differently than what we know it as today so can you tell us yeah. about like how you were like brought like what you were brought in to do and what it looked like
0: yeah so this was early aughts uh and eastern state penitentiary you know it's a historical site so at the time I was working there as a as a guide, a tour guide, and I think you can still I don't know, I haven't been in a minute. But yeah. I feel like you can still do this. You can mm-hmm. and it was I really loved the job. It was like I think it might have been like my first job out of college oh wow <laughs> like it was like i'm graduated I, I was working part-time at the philadelphia museum and then doing also you know regional theaters and um here Back when yeah. the American theater was still like an active theater and not just showing movies yeah, yeah. and <laughs> yes. um yeah so then this was like a okay i got shifts you know like i'm working here mm-hmm. um, so at that time, what they would do is they would give you all this information about the tour and they were like, these are the points that you need to hit. However, how you want to hit them is up to you. Like, they didn't give you a script. They are just mm. like, make sure you say bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. Got you. Yeah. And then they are like, this is the track, too. Like, where you're walking, people. Because mm. it's important. Some parts of it are, you know, falling apart and you need a hard hat. And you, you like, just can't. You need yeah, a hard hat yeah. to go in. You can't go anywhere because they're, it'll fall on your head. Like, yeah. like, yeah. like don't, don't take people there. Um, (laughs) although when you work there, they totally take you to those parts and they're like, come look at the the medical ward and it's creepy and it's wonderful. And you're like, yeah, look at the beds. ah." Um, so I loved it because I just kind of got to basically come up with a a long monologue and perform. And I had a really good time doing the the tours. So when they just said like, okay, we're going to try a haunted thing. And I think at the, if memory serves, they were sort of under pressure to do something for Halloween. They were, Mm. they were a land, they were historic landmark. And they were like, it was like a museum, you know, they had exhibitions in one of the, one of the cell blocks. I feel that they still do. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I think they have like a day tour where you can like learn about it and stuff. I think it was
0: supposed to be like a fundraising opportunity Mm-hmm. Right. Like it was, but it was like a, you know, this is a historic landmark. This is about the history of the prison industrial complex in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like they were, you know, this is run by scholars. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they had a wing that had, you know, art exhibitions. where People would do like really interesting pieces about the prison system. Mm-hmm. It was like video installations, like it was art with a capital A. Yeah, and then they were like, "We everybody's like, we well, do something for Halloween because it's spooky. Because mm-hmm. like, Twelve Monkeys shot here, so like, <laughs> do a thing." And so they are like, "Fine." <clears throat> so in the beginning, you know, you could sign up if you wanted to work the extra hours um, mm. at night, and I was like, "All right, cool." And we learned a bunch of scary stories, like. Just like a bunch of like weird happenings from people, testimonials from like former employees that claimed that they saw things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we would tell people scary stories in these different parts of the of the penitentiary, like wings that were not available, that were safe to go in, but were not on the tour during the day. Oh, OK, so you got to see like an, and you get to see it at night and it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nobody liked that. Like people were mad <laughs> They were coming and they were standing in the cold. Yeah. Listening to me in a cloak tell a <laughs> spooky story in a dimly lit, cold cell block, and then they would leave and they thought it was a haunted house. So everybody complained. Everybody complained. That lasted like.
2: Oh five wow! Weeks. I mean, ghost tours in Philly like so well. I'm surprised really, really, that people yeah. were like so angry and about was it. Like no. I guess that's maybe marketed so then, wrong. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. So then, so then the supervisor was like, "We have to make this a haunted house." Now, this was not the plan. Yeah. Right? So, you just have like, I don't know, like theater people and like goth people, whoever signed up to do this, right? Yeah. Like a girl, a, a girl, an expense of just folks who needed a job to like people who like theater to, I don't know, comic book lovers, like whatever, um, who work this. We're so just like, you need to make it, you need to make it scary. And we were like, okay. So, they just gave us a bunch of props. <laughs> just props chains and things and a you know, like a boom box and a fog machine. The fog machine is very important. Yeah. Um, they gave us a couple of fog machines. And then we would find and figure out ways to scare the crap out of people every weekend.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was a
0: different thing every night. We would like huddle up and be like, what do we want to try tonight? <laughs> it was like a workshop presentation every time. <laughs> And then, and then we, it was devised theater. (laughs) So by the time we get to like the middle of the month, we're like, this is what works. This is what works. This is what works. And we're falling into a pattern. Yeah. The first um, half of the tour is the stories. And then the second half is the ghost story part. So you come in and I think most of them were happening in the newer, the stories are being told in the newer cell blocks. Then you get to the rotunda and then you go into the one of the old cell blocks, like cell block one, which still looks like a cathedral. Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. Uh, if you've ever been inside of it, that's like the the it's like the first one that was built, so it's like high ceilings. It looks like oh church. okay, yeah. thank um, you. Well, yeah. Because yeah, that's a that's the that's the story of the architecture around the penitentiary. Yeah, you know, that it was supposed to be a place of penitence and well, you I'm sure yeah. you already talked about all this and whatever. I'm not going to go into it. anyway. So. <laughs> Then you go into that block and then that's like where the like spookiness would happen. Mm. And I gotta tell you, it was just like a really fun. I think that's when I really, I mean, I knew I loved horror yeah. and I loved, you know, watching it and reading it. And I told horror stories, like wrote short stories, but it wasn't something that I thought that I could do. Mm -hmm. Like the way I do now where I'm like, this is what I do. Yeah. It wasn't that. And then this was the beginning of me, at least, I don't know about everybody else, but for me, it was like, oh, I really enjoy scaring people like this. (laughs) And there's an art to this, like Mm -hmm. learning like the craft of scaring people Mm -hmm. and the joy, like people were signing up, like we got better and better. Word got out. The lines got longer and longer. Yeah. And then we started to learn like, okay, we do these things in the second part, people in the first half of the tour, because it's split, right? So there's one who's telling the stories the other ones who are doing the scary part and yeah. we would switch every night. So we also figured out like, okay, I'm on story shift this Saturday. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Sunday I'll be on the scary part like so it wasn't always the same group of people like again this is just us the workers I don't remember like having a director (laughs) or a manager like say like do it like this like we just figured this out so that we wouldn't get fatigued
2: yeah um, so that Mm we would have a
0: turn to scare people and bring in their ideas we would try new things every night (laughs) we were just like okay tonight I want to try this and it was like a very like yes and kind (laughs)
2: of yeah horror improv Um, yeah, and we
0: learned like you know, hey, when they when they're scared, the group that's coming up can hear the other group screaming. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't actually matter what the story is at yeah. this point or where you are. It's the fact that you're in a, another cell and they hear another group running and screaming someplace else, and they're like, "Oh my Symptoms god, that's about up. to happen to us." <laughs> yeah. And so you could say whatever. Like I was like, "This is all just like the prep." So I learned that like the anticipation, like building up that tension and suspense, is really important. Uh, not being able to see and only hear things mm-hmm. is scarier than if you can see it mm-hmm. um thinking a thing is one so like one thing I tried is that I would squat in the rotunda and I had like this like, <laughs> it was like a regular Halloween costume like black cloak thing with a hood like all of us wore this like yeah, yeah. Like or something <laughs> so I would put it on you couldn't see my face and I would squat down and I would stay completely still and people would assume that I was a Uh, decoration Mm. and they would start to forget they were like is that a person or a thing and then i nothing would happen they're like oh it's just and then they would just forget it was great this one woman was just like oh blah blah blah." she started talking i sat there for like forever like they they were just waiting for the second part and she was going on and on and on and on and then the and then the grandmaster mc which was the thing that we made up would be like (laughs) welcome to the but he would open up the the gate and then they started moving and i stood up and she screamed at the top of her lungs. <laughs> and it was awesome. She yeah. was like, ah! like a genuine terror running into the crowd. Then you've got a bunch of people in the front who didn't see yeah. what happened. Some of her friends saw and they laughed mm-hmm. so loud for so long at her. She was like, oh my God, it was a place of the whole time. So like, you know, uh, assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite that we thought up was we started to learn that to turn up the smoke with the fog machine, we had two, like one in the front and one in the back. And the one in the yeah. front, we would turn it up real high so that when people would walk into the cell block, they actually couldn't see. They'd have to walk through a fog. Ooh. And then usually, the grandmaster person who was at the gate, he chained himself to the gate. Um, <laughs> 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 perfect. Yes. He would like slam it. And so then, the, the, then there was like the sound of something slamming behind you and realizing that you're trapped.
2: Ooh, yeah. Buried.
0: And mm-hmm. then we would sort of chase them down the hallway. Yeah. So we would actually hide in cell blocks, and they would keep walking down, and it would seem like no one was there. And then we'd jump out and be like, ah! And they were like, ah! And we would chase them down, and there would be a spooky monologue at the end. Yeah. <laughs> what we learned, though, is that we, we did that for a while, and that was working. And then we were like, one night, we were like, let's just try something else. So we stood in a horror we, – we took up space in the middle yeah. of the block and stood in a line, a horizontal line right across from, we didn't hide
2: mm-hmm. oh that's almost scary the <laughs> in the
0: with our hoods on like no. this, you couldn't really see your faces in a line, not moving it was wonderful mm-hmm. because that night the fog machine was in rare form <laughs> so the fog was thick because <laughs> sometimes it wasn't like it wasn't fog enough good, yeah. so yeah. then we would have to hurry up and jump out and scare people and like herd them down to the end um, this night it was good. So they were really walking through the fog, and there were two. And I'm gonna say their race because it matters. There were two black teenagers in the front, uh-huh. of the group. They were boys, so they had a lot of bravado. <laughs> they were too cool for school, uh-huh, right? They, yeah. they were they're like, they I'm not gonna get scared. Gonna be scared, and that's why they were in the front and they were leading the crowd. It was all mixed of people, but that was who was in the front. Those were the leaders. Uh-huh. And so, and so, and they of course, they're talking throughout the whole thing, right? They're commenting. So they're like, they're like, oh, this ain't even scary, but I can't even see anything. Man, this fog is thick. Like, you just have all this commentary going on. And then, dude, you see that in front? People? Yeah. What are they doing? Why are they, why are they just standing there? you see them? They're just standing there like that. Why aren't they moving? I don't think we should no let's go. No, wait. They start slowing. You can, you can actually hear the crowd like slowing uh-huh. because uh-huh. they're losing their confidence and they're right in the front. They're like the point of this triangle. And then they finally like we're just waiting. Mm-hmm. We don't do anything. <laughs> but you hear them talking about it and then you hear the ripple like the like all the people in the back start whispering and it's like are well, not something. I <laughs> yeah. was like right and then they kind of come out of the fog a little more. I can sort of see them. And then that, finally, what we're waiting for is for the gate to slam. So we're waiting for the entire group to be in. Yeah. So we do nothing. No one does anything. Everybody understands that, like, we should just be quiet and just let these kids do the, our job for mm-hmm. us. They're freaking everybody out <laughs> with their commentaries. The door slams. Everybody screams and jumps because slam something slammed behind them, and then we just run on oh, no. the line like a, like a football team for no like no reason at all. We didn't even talk about it. We just were like, we're gonna stand here until it was a I don't
2: mind we meld, Yeah,
0: and then yeah, it was like we just like felt it. Like, <laughs> charge! Nope. And then we just yeah, charge! We just ran at them, and they went. Ah! They scream! Oh, joy! <laughs> they scream! These two that were too tough. They they run back into the crowd and so then it's just (laughs) panic. everybody's trying to get out now because there's an entire group of people that never left the fog and all they know is that people in the front are running back Mm
2: -hmm. oh my goodness
0: amazing it was it was one of the best nights I forget what you know we had like some shtick that we would do at the end too like I would do this like weird thing where I would crouch down and I would just like lightly touch the back of people <laughs> mm-hmm. with my finger. Like, and it, that was kind of like, you weren't supposed to touch them. So I would like lightly, lightly touch them. This like, yeah. and I would, I would do it for a very long time until they finally looked down and then they would scream because somebody was there. Yeah. Or sometimes I would just like go like, like a little kid, like I'm about to touch them and someone else would notice. And then I would just about to touch everybody's ankles <laughs> and they would freak out like I wouldn't touch them just just somebody crouched down doing this was like an yeah so that was what it was it was shenanigans (laughs)
2: unplanned improv shenanigans.
0: shenanigans for like a month um it was a good time I didn't do it after that and I was kind of surprised but there was like no production value it was like low Mm -hmm. like a low budget (laughs) it's kind of like you know like 28 days later later, um, yeah 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 yeah. it's totally like Blair witching yeah (laughs) the moment um and then I guess now it's not that anymore. Like now it's be, you I
2: now it's very planned. Have yeah,
0: they got <laughs> some have budget. Yeah. yeah. But in the beginning it was people making it up.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think there's like there's parts of that's that's still there. Like at least with the storytelling, like um one of the parts that I really enjoyed was there's was like this section where you're like. Making s'mores, and they had mm. this projector where these people were performing. Um, like you could watch these like pre-recorded performances, where people would tell you these spooky stories, and um, mm. they were like developed films. But then they'd also, in- intermittently, would have a performer come up on the stage and perform a, a piece, like telling a story of someone who was there, or um, just like a spooky something and they would perform it right there in front of everyone who's mm. like roasting these marshmallows on this open fire oh. like in the midst Wait, there's of an open fire where is this in, the, it's like it's back? on the uh, in the outside um yeah one of the little like between parts um, yeah
2: there's like a bunch of in between activities there's some like speakeasies uh oh. places to drink essentially uh there's like a dance section mm-hmm. oh wow um, music and dance and then there's this one where people
1: sing it you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. singing. There was also, um, they had a section that was all dark and you'd get a flashlight. And it was the Ooh. quote unquote, like actual haunted parts of it. So I wanted to talk to you about like, you had mentioned when I was talking to you that the place was really haunted. Like you had oh, protocol yeah. of like, totally. you can't go into the cell blocks alone. Could you tell us a bit about like, If you experience anything, anyone told you anything, like
0: what? Well, of course, the ghost stories that we learned were like testimonials. And then the guy who was the groundskeeper, one of his stories, we had to learn it, um, and we spoke to him. Like we got it, like real account. And it just kind of seemed like it could have been he saw an apparition, or he could have just been high. Like he, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was kind of like "Mm, I don't know, but there was definitely just. You know, there was a vibe. There was like uh, cell blocks that were hot for no reason than the mm-hmm. other ones. No matter what the temperature was outside, it was always just ten degrees warmer in this cell block. Uh, oh, interesting. Or you know, um, that one—the one, the one that, that Al Capone is in. Mm-hmm. The, I don't know if they still have that. Like this is where Al Capone was, and they have yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's where the speakeasy was. <laughs> yeah, so that one is always warmer for no matter what. And it doesn't oh. echo. Oh. Like it's crowded. Mm-hmm.
1: That's oh. super Even interesting. If you're
0: there by yourself at night.
1: Which you probably people. shouldn't be.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes <laughs> we'd have here, to go, like we'd have to cut through. Like we didn't, mm-hmm. yeah. nobody was going in between. So we also had to, we had like a direct route. And at the time it was like, they can only be in this part, like from here to here, point A, point B. And then we had to like really guide them. So there wasn't yeah. as much free reign on the ground.
2: Mm-hmm. So then there'd
0: be times when it was like, well, we got to cut through this to go here or what have you. And so that was when I would be, I hated, I never, if I could avoid going down that block for anything, I would. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't understand why it's warmer and why, it, why it doesn't echo. Everything else is cold and it echoes because it's empty.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's
0: things like that where you're just like, okay, that's weird, but you're just like, that's weird. It maybe it can be explained. It's in a building, blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah. That one's insulated better or something.
0: Yeah. It doesn't oh. it did have like a carpet in there. No, it didn't have anything in there.
1: Oh, now that like when they do it, they have like
0: they'll oh, put like no. a carpet
1: and the little radio and they're like There was no
0: carpet. It, it was, was like, all stone. Class. It looked like everything else.
1: Wow, but it was so just I, a... warmer
0: and it didn't echo. So just wow. imagine the other cell blocks, like the same stone floor, all of that, and just for some reason this one is like this. Mm-mm.
2: Yeah, that's creepy. I don't know.
0: Just it's just like a, you know, general equipment, but um on the Halloween weekend, uh between tours, we were at the end of a cell block It was one of the older ones. So it had to be like somewhere from one through one of the ones that had the cathedral ceilings, you know, the high ceiling. Um, And I say that because those cell blocks only have one level of cells. They didn't do the, the two, they didn't start stacking them yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's no second floor, right? It's just kind of like ceiling and that's it. And we were in between tours and we were just sitting, sitting at the end of the block, like shooting just talking you know just mm-hmm. hanging out and the music spooky music was playing and then eventually the cd ran out mm. um cd so that dates it and <laughs> <laughs> the cd ran out and it was quiet and we were just like it was that lull in between people in between this and then we i h- heard somebody run a crop like from the end all the way like where the rotunda is just in a straight line down the cell block on the roof and over our heads. And then it was gone. And it sounded like footsteps. It sounded like a person running. And I was like, Don't cry. that happened in the silence in the lull of the mm-hmm. conversation. And when the, when the CD stopped, so it wasn't the music.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, we all just kind of stood there. And then I said, did everybody hear that? And they said yeah. And then we never talked about it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all just like took that in. Yeah. Got into position. Restarted the music. We never spoke about it again. We left. It was getting towards the end of the month. Like we just like never touched it, which is why yeah. I know that everybody was equally scared. Because when something de- like actually creepy happens
2: yeah you don't want to yeah. <laughs> I don't want to accept that was real yeah,
0: you leave it alone we I just like confirmed like we all confirmed that we all heard that and then that like we just didn't you just walk away from it and you're like I don't want to know yeah yeah I don't want to figure it out I'm just gonna go home when my shift is done yep um, I never and turn really... off that part of the room Yeah, I'm just gonna turn it off. Like we never, no one was ever on the in like wrapping things up by themselves. Like we would mm-hmm. always leave in a group as we like shut things down. We just kind yeah. of wait, you know, everybody just without it was like an unspoken thing. Like we all partnered up. You're just never out on the there was all the only person who was out on the grounds by themselves was the guy who like seemed like the hippie guy (laughs) he's (laughs) like I got this yeah yeah and he was the one who would go out and and we were always like but (laughs) like I could never do it because it just they did get like weird at night like it just felt you just felt like it wasn't a good idea but Mm -hmm. definitely that experience is like the closest I've got to something a real unexplained Mm -hmm. maybe it was a bird but it it sounded like a person yeah. <laughs> running from one end to the other. And there's no reason. The groundskeeper had no reason to be on the roof. He was never really up there. Unless he, he was just like, I'm going to get it.
2: them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scare them real good.
0: And everybody heard it. Like, everybody yeah. was like, yes, I heard that. And we all collectively didn't talk about it.
2: That's it hilarious, while, like, but also terrifying. <Yeah>. If we don't <laughs> talk about it, it wasn't real.
0: I think it was more like if we we know it was real. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you talk about it, then you have to like explain it or figure it out or go up there. You, have to like, you know, yeah. like you have to investigate.
2: Oh, the curiosity has to take place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's like, fair.
0: We we acknowledge that this is that this happened. That's,
2: that's how you survive the horror movie 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All it,
0: done. Takes a, it takes a specific kind of person to be like let's go find out more but like, whenever I see that in horror movies and they and I'm like I you know you in real life you would not be curious you would hear that and you would be yeah that's why I like no because creepy thing would happen he'd be like nope <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm not gonna go, <laughs> and go and do that. Go <laughs> the door and he would go the opposite direction like yeah and I was like that's exactly what it is <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah that's so funny um, have you been back since or
0: no, and I, you know, it's funny, I should do that. I should just see like, see what's different now and see how, I haven't even been to the, pen like during the day I haven't been. So I should yeah. definitely like revisit and be like, ah, oh. but it was kind of a charmed time. I don't want to really mm-hmm. like ruin it in my memory. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: like, oh, it's commercial now or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, they, they
0: sold out. But no, I mean, there are, you know, historic landmarks don't make money. So yeah. they did what they had to do to stay in business.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty cool time. I do recommend it if you do end up trying to and I'd go again if you ever want to. Uh but it was it was genuinely I don't know if it was like scary scary, but it was entertaining. I would say I don't know if it was as scary as that, what you guys created sounded like. Like It was we fun. Got away but, with
0: things like they were like you just can't touch them. But like, yeah, that, that really doesn't. That's not enough rules. So like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know. And and then it was also like kind of dangerous for us. Like as the tour, as the haunted house you know, gained in popularity and people started to come and they were like, it's scary now. It's what we want. Um, you know, people show up drunk, like the tours as they got later in the, in the day on a Friday, uh, on Saturday yeah. night, they would get more belligerent. And so we would mm-hmm. then have to adjust. Uh, now that I think about it, there was a lot of like, unspoken things that were happening. Like we really were an ensemble of, of being able to get, have each other's back because yeah. people can get angry. People will, will be drunk and will be angry and they will show up to be scared and they will be mad that you scared them you mm-hmm. have to like also yeah. you know be yeah. able to navigate these moments and we would know like okay we just need to cut this short this this group right here is just too
1: yeah they're too not fine.
0: Kinda... so mm-hmm. like finish that up get them out like they won't even yeah. know the difference because they're stumbling all over themselves so you know yeah you know how Philly can get like yes. you re- <laughs> yeah you read yeah. The, the room yeah <laughs> um I don't think that that's the experience now I feel like What you're describing is just way more organized, (laughs) and so then in a way, like maybe it loses some of the like I whatever jenisse quoi, but like it's also probably safer. I um I also don't think you could get away with doing a lot of that now. Like I think Mm -hmm. with the the state the people are in and like COVID, you know, like are Mm -hmm. you masked? I'm just wondering. Like is everyone wearing? It's a
1: choice. It's a choice. It's not required. But it was like because, like, there's some of the spots where you're outside, so you don't have to, um, mm-hmm. if you don't want to. And then when you like go into the cell blocks, you can wear them. Yeah. Or you like, that's kind of how we operated. Um yeah. Some people would be masked the whole time. Some people didn't wear any masks. So you kind of like, Yeah. Yeah. You're like, so stay we're going to go there. in this group. <laughs> and you go in that group. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, there. And I mean, they did implement the like, uh, you get, like, the Globe glow stick necklace, yeah. so now you can opt in to be touched or taken. Like, they'll put you into, like, oh, wow. a new, th- like, I had to go yeah. through this, like, claustrophobia oh, we thing. We okay. had to go down the slide thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, they got, like, props and stage. They have sets now. Yeah. Yeah, they have sets. It's, 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 it's like definitely great, great more theme. like an experience kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. But it's, it's cool. I definitely, I think Gabe and I are both desensitized to jump scares uh just from the reality of what we do and <laughs> doing watching lots of films that do that so it's just like we kind of know yeah. a little bit ahead of yeah. time yeah. but uh it's still it's still very fun i think like the recreational things that they've added have made it like more of a like if you don't want to be scared the entire time you can just kind of have like a cool friday you know? yeah
0: it seems like mm-hmm. they've also just made it a spot you can hang out in which is an interesting way to repurpose a prison <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what? it yeah. can also be a nightclub everyone it's like wow especially <laughs> if you've read the history of that building it's like mm- that sounds like a slasher film waiting to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The nightclub that was built in the prison. And of course, then the evil... Yeah. The evil ghost, yeah, then the, like, the, the haunted stuff. ghost comes yeah. and starts... To, you know, that's like... That's, I should write that. Things. I should write that. That's a good short right there. Yeah. That would be a good short. <laughs> yes, and you
2: please. have the context yeah. of actually working there and seeing yeah. the inside. So you have lots of fuel for yeah. it, too. Yeah.
1: That's, that's fascinating. It'd be like a better Hell House LLC. no okay i didn't see that but yeah you should watch it usually it's fun let's do our episode two i spoil you on all the pieces but in like i would save you time um before before we close out on you i just wanted to see are there any um stories from like the performance part like of you know telling like testimonials Mm -hmm. that stuck with you that you remember I know it's been a long time, so it's totally it's been a not. long
0: time. I just remember the gr- I probably I remember the groundskeeper story the most, where he saw this. He was there at night and saw like an apparition of sorts. Like he, it was like a, you know, something more along those lines. Um, not because I necessarily believed it. Yeah. Because we, because he told it to us. Hmm. That guy actually stood in front of us and said, "Like this is what happened, and we had to learn it and and retell that story to." random people and, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. and then spook them <laughs> yeah and, yeah, you know and it's like that dude I remember that dude mm-hmm. because I was like I, this doesn't seem like a reliable source but then also he would like walk around the grounds at night and I'm like well dude if that happened like why were you looking for a ghost like I <laughs> know, we had all these like we would talk about him like <laughs> because, we, because we didn't want to be anywhere near there yeah once our shift was done like we would like i said we'd leave the cell blocks to, we shut it down together we'd leave it together we would go into the dressing rooms that are well lit that are in the front and we were like out mm-hmm.
2: yeah. well because you don't want to be alone and interact with a ghost but he <laughs> so
0: was funny. but he seemed like he he was fine like he, he had that, this yeah. experience and he and it was okay uh and that was like the first time anybody you know that i had seen a been a witness to a testimony like that and it wasn't on television mm-hmm. right it wasn't like yeah. a paranormal yeah. documentary and or then there's like, like a reenactment like a yeah, reenactment. like an approximate account approximate yeah, yeah. yeah there was none of that it was just a person being like this happened to me and maybe you believe me maybe you don't but he believed
1: yeah, yeah.
0: he and so that was that was interesting just to see that and yeah. then to internalize that and then to spread the gospel of that (laughs) to other people (laughs) like just the trajectory of of Mm -hmm. that story um of just you know basic setup of being working late
3: and going into a
0: part of the prison where you had to get something done that it's usually not occupied and seeing Mm -hmm. like a fuzzy white floating thing yeah. I don't even so need weird. to be a haunted prison. I get scared yeah. in my own house.
2: Yeah. So I go by myself. That's. It,
0: it was like <laughs> innocuous. You know, it wasn't. It yeah. Didn't, it didn't move things. Like nothing like that happened. It was just kind of like a blur of color. It didn't really make sense where it was. Yeah. And so in a way, it's kind of a boring story, but it's boring enough where you're like. It could have been real. Maybe that happened, though, because it's Yeah. Mad. Fantastical. It's almost like a practical viewing of a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, so That's so
1: when I was there, when we were there, there was a time when we were in the speakeasy, which is near
2: Al Capone. Al
1: Capone's cell, which is so funny that you're saying that because we were there and it could have been because it was a speakeasy. So I got free drinks mm-hmm. as a press. <laughs> It could be because it was really late. It could also be because there was a lot of people there. But there was one part where like the speakeasies happening in specific wings of of this cell block. Mm. And so there was this one that was just not, no one was there. Yeah, and we were like talking because I like, I was connecting to one of those one of the ghost performers. Like I was like talking to her. Um, v- very fun. We got to do a tarot reading. It was hilarious. Mm. Um, but while we we're talking, there's like this guy who was like performing. He was singing. Um, I forget what song it was. It was Mr. Then, Brightside,
2: I think. But different. yeah, I think
1: it was Mr. Brightside because I was like, why wouldn't you say the? I got a. Uh, got a soul, but I'm not a soldier. Like, was perfect for being a ghost. Anyway, um, (laughs) but I saw something run past the, like in this, the block that no one was in. And it could have been someone who was working there. And it also could just be like, because I had a drink or two. But I saw it, like, out of the corner of my eye and, like, looked, and it was, like, this shadow that, like, passed across. And because I, like, grabbed cat and was just like, yeah, like and everyone's like, That's okay, like... you're crazy. But it was literally
0: in that spot that you're talking about, which I think is, like... That whole cell block is... I can't even believe they put anything in there. I'm like, that cell block is bad news. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, maybe like you're really Al Capone will it. be nice if you
1: are... It's really tempted
0: Because it wasn't just Al Capone. Like, again, yeah. if you go to the day tour, like, that cell block housed a lot of violent people and mm-hmm. was the scene for a lot of suffering and other things alone yeah. um, just being the most noteworthy mm-hmm. there was lots of other people that were moving in and through that you know so yeah I'm not I mean like maybe you were drunk or maybe it was a ghost like, yeah. Yeah. like, like or maybe <laughs> it was a ghost because yeah. the cell block is haunted the only other creepy thing that happened to me and it's it's another one of those things where it's like maybe this maybe that and we would hide in the cells, and there was one that I that I favored in particular, um, you know, I would go in there, we would all go into the cells, and, you know, it's a dirt floor in yeah. the cell block that we're in, so it's one of the ones where, like, the floor wasn't even done, or the floor had fallen apart in all the cell blocks, so you're just standing under. Um, but we would all hide in these cells and, like, find ways, like, moments to jump out at different times, and, you know, yeah. some, some good jump scares, mm-hmm. um, as the tour would, like, be moving from one end of the cell block down to the other. Uh, and one time I was in there and I was hiding and I was in there with somebody else, you know, that feeling when you just know someone's in there with you and you kind of hear them like moving around in the dirt and you, yeah. that sense that you have looks like another body in the space with you. Yeah. And I just figured, you know, we would hide in cell blocks together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I was, did my thing. It was fine. And then in the break, I was like, we were talking and talking about the different places that we hid. And I was like, Oh, were you in there with me? they were like nobody was in there
2: stop Mm -mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) like the jump scare was
0: happening from inside all along
2: (laughs) that's so scary and it
0: was one of those things where i was like maybe i just was wrong clearly but yeah but i know what i know what it is to be in a room and know that someone else is in there with you Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what the, I'm not crazy. Like I know what the, yeah. I can't imagine that. Like mm-hmm. to this day, I'm still like,
1: I Who wasn't was in there? there
0: alone. Like, and it wasn't even like a creepy feeling. Like I thought it was a coworker. Yeah, yeah. And so and so
1: like certain of it that you just brought
0: it up casually. Yeah, and I just figured just like, like I was, oh, which
1: one was in there?
0: Yeah, I was like, was it? You? I, I think I asked somebody. Like, was it you? Because I saw you come out. Like, I uh, knew that one of one of my coworkers was in there, and had to find out. Like. Nobody's in that. Nope. You, you were the only one in that one.
2: No, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really all right. I'm <laughs> it's one.
1: Great you guys. Yeah. Let's spook some people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you I first. never <laughs> went into that one again. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe yeah. that might have that was before standing in the line, and it could have been just because I was like, I don't want to really. Let's try standing yeah. in a line. Like I, might
2: yeah. like I don't want to be in there today.
0: What if we don't go into the? Yeah, cells like alone? I, I kind of stopped. Like I was like, mm, I'm not going in that yeah. one at least. Maybe because <laughs> yeah, because they were dark too. Like only yeah. dark, like, the main thing. Yeah, a lot of them cells. still are. Yeah, so again, yeah. see, That's it's one of those no. things where it's like I could have just been. You could always explain it away. Mhm. yeah and you're just like okay
1: <laughs> and then you just go you just it's never back.
0: concrete uh it's just mm-hmm. your instincts and it's either you trust them or you're like i was just it was late and i, <laughs>
2: I had a long it. day yeah. it was a
0: bird <laughs> you know like, it can't all be birds <laughs> <laughs> like anything else could have been in there you know yeah. <laughs>
1: For nothing so true um well thank you so much Pimacho. it's been super fun i hope it's spooky enough to keep that spooky energy going even though halloween is behind us because it's like halloween all the time for us two, <laughs> six, yeah for yeah
0: homework. i mean well the other those of just ended so there's that too yeah mm-hmm yeah exactly um
1: for our listeners where can they find you and keep up with some of the amazing things that you're working
0: on yeah yeah so you can get at me um on instagram and twitter although i might be joining the Math exodus from twitter mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i don't know i'm kind of i don't even really like it anyway so <laughs> yeah. i'll be excused. but i'm there at dusky projects uh and then the wonderful stylings, sound stylings of Gabe Castro can be heard at Black Women Are Scary. Uh, that is every, everywhere and anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are also on WPEB 88.1 FM, which is the local radio station. If you, for those of you who are out in West Philly, but they also have a thing online, so you can watch it online. Or you can yeah. watch it online. Um, the local Philly station. Uh, our episodes air Friday nights at 10.
1: Excellent! Amazing! Thank you so much. Please give Thank the you. show a listen and uh, follow Eimoto for some really cool things that are coming down the line. And uh, yeah, next up we have our our next interview. So we'll say goodbye to Eimoto. Thank and- you so much, ladies. Stay spooky. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so
2: be safe. Do not go into scary times. Yeah. Yeah. Try
0: And we're back, but with
2: new people now. Super excited <laughs> um, to for this second half of our episode, we have a special guest again. Uh, specifically, the senior live entertainment manager of Halloween nights at Eastern State Penitentiary, and also my cousin, <laughs> um, Easy Cushion. Welcome, welcome.
3: Hello. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah. How how is uh, the haunt going uh, it's recently? going great
3: um this was a nice little respite of a few days the end of the halloween season is typically the, what they call hell week which is or mm. hell weeks which is a 666 week of, except that because <laughs> halloween fell on a monday it was a 667 week oh, wow. um, and then we are open up again for the 4th and 5th and 11th and 12th of November. So a couple days to
2: like
3: hang out with my wife and catch up on some things and kind of think of some new, new ideas for last year and uh, for next year. And then kind of just work through getting, getting through the end.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I guess for our listeners who might not know you, what could you tell us a little bit about yourselves?
3: Sure. I'm a, an entertainer. I'm an art director and an immersive uh, theater and uh, cr- like uh, designer as well as consultant. I do a fair amount of event and art consulting. So if people have. Events that they need some help with or guidance or just would like a an experienced eye, I kind Mm -hmm. of offer those services for free to anyone that wants to throw an event that I think aligns morally or creatively with me. And then sometimes often those people hire me. (laughs) And that's sort of what happened with Halloween nights. Um, I had been DJing there uh, since 2015 through various things. They used to have a haunted masquerade and their kickoff and media events, and really fell in love with the organization as well as the staff who continue to be there for years and years and years. And And, uh, I don't know if you want to keep going, but I'm happy to do so. Just kind of. (laughs)
2: Yeah. No, awesome. Uh, how did you get into, like you said you were a consultant specifically with, uh, Eastern state and you did DJing there, but how did you get into your specific role you're doing now?
3: Um, because I've been DJing there for years, I've had a rapport with a number of folks there and the director of Halloween nights, uh, the vice president, Brett had, uh, Told me about the exciting new changes that they had made last year mm-hmm. and had invited me to come DJ their cast party. Um, and had invited me to come kind of walk through the prison with him and ch- just have a chat about the changes. And, and invited me to come through and ask for me to sign up, give some advice, and if I had any thoughts on it. And he you know, said he was very proud of what they created, but it was a first year event going from this institution of Halloween and horror to something brand new and Mm -hmm. knew that there was some room for improvement. Mm -hmm. And so I, brought some friends and some other event producers and creatives and we went through and then I sort of just wrote him a dossier kind of critique saying that how I thought the event could be better there was room for improvement and what wasn't working and he said uh, like what do you want after the (laughs) meeting and I was like I would love your event to be better like I believe in this (laughs) and he's then they kind of created this department and role for me and I'm a part of a team of Ten of us that are senior managers that have been working on it, the entire year in some capacity or another. That's um, awesome. Yeah. yeah, each one kind of has their own special. So there's like costuming, makeup. Uh, someone that is the uh, king of scary, who's focused <laughs> on the haunts, uh, Luis Santiago. And then there is someone who's dealing with staff engagement. There's like a really great culture of making staff feel appreciated and loved, and ma- like getting people like dealing people before after throughout shows the season and whatnot
2: mm-hmm. so. that's awesome cool. you, mm-hmm. you mentioned a lot of the changes what are like what are some of the things that's changed since that consulting experience but also like right before you started
3: well before i started it was a linear haunted experience and yeah. which much like any other haunted house that has multiple places to go you come in and you're directed in a linear fashion through all of those things and it was relentless and it was you know after years and years there's a lot of uh a lot of things that they'd worked on to make better and scarier and the change to halloween nights did a couple things one was you know it was part like started because of covid like yeah. they couldn't do it and they needed to reimagine like what was possible if you couldn't get near people like yeah. the mm-hmm. uh, terror behind the walls had a lot of things like, were there were, if you can opt in at the start and they give you a glow necklace, which meant you could be touched or pulled away and separated from your group. And they weren't sure how, if they could, they couldn't do that really. Mm-hmm. And what those mm-hmm. things could look like. And that for these 30 years, um, Halloween for Eastern State has always been a fundraiser and it was two separate things. One is that the Halloween event that has its own culture and community, but it acts as a fundraiser for this historic site that is very mission focused and that's ever evolving. And the mission has changed over the years as culture has and as people become more aware of things that should be right or were wrong or didn't know better and now the, everything that i think halloween nights and eastern saint does is mission based and focused on so that built in now to halloween nights are educational tours there's mm-hmm. the opportunity to visit the prisons today exhibit you can do um the guided voice tour with steve buscemi mm-hmm. um and all of, like there's multiple bars that are all uh, part of Triple Bottom Brewery, which is a fair chance higher. Much like Eastern State, which gives living wages to people who've been formerly incarcerated and insures. And there's a lot of programs like that and similar things that Eastern State is involved with. And I think that rather than it now always being a fundraiser, it is all one cohesive thing that. The historic site can be proud of and make sure yeah. that it lines throughout the year rather than saying one is scary thing that's just about money and when this mm-hmm. thing doesn't become just about money becomes engaging it comes about dialogue yeah. the opportunity to showcase this amazing building but also talk about you know mass incarceration and like social yeah. justice reform and these things that like are scary topics and mm-hmm. that uh you know the historic site gets Hundreds of thousands of people from around the world that are come through and are interested. You know, there's plenty like. Uh, Al Capone was in prison there and, you know, 12 Monkeys was shot there. Yeah. There's a lot of things about its, you know, massive cathedral style inspiration in 10 acres that people come from to see, except that Halloween brings a very different type of person mm-hmm. and yeah. it brings a different crowd and having the ability to start these conversations, show people this space and have these talks with people that are local that might not do the tours, but now can see this and and learn something, have a conversation or think maybe I want to come back. And Mm -hmm. where before you'd get rushed through going through the haunts, now you can take your time. It's a choose your own adventure style event. You could be there for, you know, one of our biggest problems now has been figuring out like how to manage the fact that people are now spending three hours or four hours there and what that looks like and, you know, part of it is because people can appreciate and take in the building or, you know, they have a like historic tour and then they catch a couple of vampire, you know, songs and, mm-hmm. and they're watching <laughs> our like skeleton dance troupe. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of pieces to what changed overall, but for me uh, I took on all the things that weren't educational and scary. And uh, as a creative director and manager for performers, I'm very performer focused and while like mm-hmm. i have a kind of like a, a jewish mother event producer mindset where i think of all the things <laughs> that possibly go wrong and worry about them well, I yeah. think about those and just nail those in the ops down but then i th- try to make sure that the performers feel empowered and heard. And, you know, I was coming into this institution knowing like my own background and feeling confident in my experience, but also knowing that all of the people that I was going to be working with knew this building and knew the guests so much better than I did. So Mm -hmm. I took the time to make sure that they all felt heard and that I could understand what their job was before I told them what I thought it should be, Mm -hmm. while I still was able to be empowered by senior management to say this attraction doesn't work, and yeah. here is this attraction I thought was great. Let's give it more structure. Let's figure out the people. Where previously, when we did audition or when Halloween did auditions, there there were actors' uh, auditions, there were ops and custodial, and na- and now there's education built in. But there was al- there was also singing and dancing, and that was its own thing.
0: Yeah. But
3: what I in- incorporated into those was learning what people's other skill sets and talents were that, that might not have been obvious. People that have been acting there for for over a decade or, mm-hmm. you know, many years that we didn't know could operate on a Lyra or song, sing opera mm-hmm. or yeah. play the trombone. And where before we, we have this phenomenal, like speakeasy uh, entertainment experience at Al Capone's cell, there is a unique style there. And there's mm-hmm. a unique kind of thing that, only certain people can fit into. And mm-hmm. our skeleton dance troupe has two choreographed numbers that are amazing. But if you can't learn choreography, it doesn't mean that you're not a phenomenal dancer or entertainer. Mm -hmm. So when those people came in, all those people got asked, like, what are your unique skills and like, what else can you do that maybe people don't appreciate you for, but you can also show and figure out how to empower them. So we took some of those people where like there's multiple opera singers now at Bloodline, which is our fancy vampire bar, which... You know, they could have sung easily at speakeasy, but they probably wouldn't have been showcasing these things that are so unique that allow them to be bigger than life characters and be who they are. People mm-hmm, yeah. drag performers yeah. that are always in drag as their character at Halloween because that's how they feel most comfortable to perform. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: that was something that was like so cool about the experience. Is like I remember Gabe and I went like back before when it was just like that very linear, linear yeah. you walk through then you leave like you were there for maybe you're 30, 45 minutes in line and then you're there inside for like 10 to 20 and then you're out. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're like, now it was very much, as you said, like a three hour, like you don't want to leave. There's like stuff we still didn't even get to see. So it's Mm -hmm. actually really cool to know that it's extending for a little bit, but uh, I guess like for people who might be interested in going and haven't yet, like what is, how has it transformed? You said it's like, choose your own adventure.
3: So The the property's 10 acres, Yeah. and uh, when you come in, you're read short rules and given a map, and it's basically, you know, don't use profanity, don't touch our actors, don't touch our building. And Mm -hmm. there used to be a, a very intense kind of batching rule thing that was theatrical, that was wonderful, but wasn't necessary to get across the key elements. And if we are letting people, like, we, we've increased security so our actors yeah. feel safe and there mm-hmm. are, you know, the world is different, but it also means that like there are more eyes and we have more staff at places and we're like giving people the freedom to roam around but saying that here are the core things that we need you not to do mm-hmm. and then figure it out. So when you come in on the East Drive, there are four haunted attractions and you can look and say, oh, this line is too long and go to the next one mm-hmm. or, then in between those, there's a new hybrid that I helped develop that is Bizarre Bar and Big Top Terror. Big Top Terror is a brand new attraction, which is a haunted carnival that yeah. leads directly into Bizarre Bar that you can also just walk into from the East Drive that has various carnival performers. There's Lollipop Lyra. There's a magician. Uh, we've gained some... Uh, um, trending activity from our petrifier the clown Mm -hmm. who's a super creepy character and then there's performers on the east drive spinning poi and kind of showing people that you know before there there is something beautiful about the relentlessness of the previous haunted house and Mm -hmm. many of them but if you are ready for a break or you want to have a drink or you want to socialize or think you know what like maybe i need to chill out for a second you can do that we're like My parents came through and my mom never in a million years would have gone to a haunted house other than to support me. But she was able to go and have a great evening and not do the scare things Mm -hmm, or someone can say they have enough. And I like, uh, you know, I've had family who their kids wanted to go through a haunt again, but they didn't need to. So they went and like were roasting marshmallows at s'mores and lures over by a fire pit while their kids got to go have fun and know that they're in an environment where they're safe. Yeah. Yeah. and then, so after the East Drive, there are um, the Cell Block Three uh, flashlight-guided tours, which is an add-on. Which now that the education team is built in, it goes through the old infirmary, and you have a tiny flashlight with an educator that walks you through this crazy space. That's like really phenomenal and really interesting stuff about like how the penitentiary actually like did some educating with people there that people who like helped in the medical ward actually were able to get jobs in the profession later. And you can go into the old surgery room where an old tree is, was growing out of it. Oh, and interesting, then yeah. there is the fair chance beer garden, which has triple bottom brewing. There's pizza you can get, then you can do the guided voice tour if you'd like that then into s'mores and lores, which is a, there's fire pits and sterno, and there's this, uh there's s'mores there you can buy, where there's a, group called tuck-ins, which has uh these kind of reverse marshmallows, I mean, sorry, reverse s'mores, that's a big marshmallow yeah. with everything on the inside, Uh and you can roast those, and there's uh, all of the actors there, tell ghost stories up on a platform and then it switches between them with recorded ghost stories from other actors inside the prison and then uh takes you to uh a nice photo op pumpkin arch that we we had this like uh kind of crazy jack-o'-lantern thing that we had created and then there's gargoyle gardens which has uh a skeleton dance troupe dance party, which we've increased the number of performers there this year, previous years. Years ago, it used to be the SWAT team. And Mm. since we no longer have anything that involves anything police related, there's no prisoners, there's no prison guards, nothing that is in the haunt is focused on the things that happened in the prison or that might be generally triggering for people that have these strong feelings. uh, But so the skeleton dance troupe is an amazingly talented crew of performers that they do have two choreographed dances that happen every 25 to 30 minutes. And in there, there's a countdown timer. So you can see when the next one is and then walk around and come back. Um, Then you go to the Crypt. Uh, or you can go to the crypt, which is another one of our haunts. Followed by the Bloodline Lounge, uh, which is a fancy vampire bar, which last year was just a part of the VIP package, and now is open to the public. But if you do oh, get the VIP cool. ticket, you get a you get a free drink, which has ballerinas like multiple different singers the the there's comedy there now that's sort of just evolved out of the performers feeling confident in the space they do the time warp um they start they will they will do the walt the waltz and then they'll get guests who want to waltz with them and and um there's kaleidoscope hall which is a uh this immersive lighting and audio experience that i designed with some of my friends that was a concept that they had tried last year that they they loved the idea of but felt like it could use some reworking and was one of the first things they asked me to to help with and that was uh really uh an interesting and, and unique concept and project for me to work on. It was very time consuming, but something <laughs> that I like love to do, where like I got to be creative in my own right while being a manager for these other things. And this kind of helps showcase the architecture and the space there where we were designing is this visual experience, but because it's in an open cell block you have people who are regularly stopping and looking in the cells and reading the information on the walls there. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of become this hybrid education and an entertainment experience that's been beautiful to watch. And then uh, after that, there is Al Capone Speakeasy, which is another phenomenal entertainment space that that has pullaways and ghostly blackjack. And you can see Al Capone's cell. That's part of the VIP experience.
2: I remember we got a tarot card reading from a cat. (laughs)
3: yeah Yeah. yeah,
2: they gave us some real solid life advice it was was really fun
3: um yeah they're phenomenal yeah i also (laughs)
2: really loved the the light show thing that was i forget what you called the kaleidoscope kaleidoscope place uh that was just so beautiful and like Mm kind of like it added to the scariness of it but also like the beautifulness of it because i remember there was like that Part where the lights turn off and on, and it gets closer and closer to you if you're standing on that little platform. It's just really cool. Um, there's
3: yeah, there's we did these uh, like audio visual vignettes that are mm-hmm. thirty seconds to a minute and a half long that give each time they give the space a different feel and make the environment that highlight different lights and shadows, but also kind of invoke different things that show the architecture. But in between each of those, there is an abrupt lights out and a clock ticking as white lights move down the cell and every night when the lights go out, people will scream. I regularly (laughs) walk down the hall checking on things and no matter how hard I try, I unintentionally scare people. And it's not a scary case. <laughs> the actors there tell people not to scare. And if I see someone ahead of me that even seems slightly concerned, I'll be like, just so you know, I'm coming up behind you. I don't want to scare you, just like I would do any woman on the street in a dark alley. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I just let people know I'm I'm not a threat. If you'd like to take a let me pass, or just so you know, like I'm not about to jump out. <laughs> yeah that's funny uh
2: what would you say is like it might have been that but like what is your favorite part of the experience of like this year as in the new position and then just also like of the it's, it's, halloween nights in general
3: it's twofold it is the people the staff like i could not feel more appreciated and supportive like i put a lot of time and energy in and it feels very much like it was worth it from Mm -hmm. and that like you know the staff knows that i have their backs so they're also willing to give more and they continuously go above and beyond in so many ways and like i'm a i'm a new kid there like as i said you know the senior manager team's you know, th- mostly three to 20 years. I the first yeah. like enduring manager orientation it was 50 managers and I'm the only new one, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, there was one other new senior managers and educator that's been there uh, outside of that, but that, you know, they took me on like I'd been there for just as long and except that it's respected that I had new ideas and that there there might be changes that needed to be made to make those happen but they were respectful of the fact that like sometimes those things have to happen to get to where you want to go and yeah that, that's been great but also then the, the response of the general public you know just how many how many people have been so positive about what we've created where i think that the the institution was well aware of what happened after last year and what the positive was from it but there was a lot of people that were disappointed that it was no longer as scary or it wasn't mm-hmm. what they expected because people were so invested in this thing that they did every year so yeah. by bringing me on they uh were allowed to focus the rest of the people who do scary stuff to do that rather than the entertainment so yeah. it was nice to see people appreciating both sides now how they originally envisioned this thing and that it's just been it's been really positive
2: yeah i feel like it's made it like a really more like inclusive experience too because as you said you can have kids there you can have people who are not about the scary stuff just have like an actual like just nice evening <laughs> uh i'd not say over 12 kids,
3: kids there's a certain oh, yeah, point yeah, you, sure. yeah 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 <laughs> but certainly there are you can have children there in a way that might have been tougher before you know yeah whereas if your kid needs a break you can't you just leave
2: yeah yeah Yeah.
3: i've i've had i've caught people like i i'm i'm always on looking for people that may need help in any way so if it's someone that opens a map or is looking at one of our post maps or something on their face i will go over and say can i help you or do you need something and i saw a woman the other night who was like Uh, Where's the exit? And I was like, you are two attractions in like, are you okay? Like, is there an emergency? (laughs) And she was like, "Uh, the the flashing lights were just too much. I think it was a little more intense than I thought I could handle. I think I'm ready. I just like really need a place to sit down. Um, And I was like, I will happily walk you out. But just so you know, like, if you just walk down this path, there is a quiet area where Mm -hmm. the fair chance beer garden is and it is less intense after this if you choose it to be and i'll happily walk you to where you need to go and she was just so appreciative that she didn't have to leave her friends
2: and Mm -hmm. come back and meet up with them
3: when they were done those things you know
2: yeah no for sure uh one thing we talked to you about wimoto uh was like actual kind of seemingly haunted things or like scary things happen in working there. Have you experienced anything like that? It's fine if no, but have you experienced um, anything? The scariest thing that I've
3: dealt with was a, uh, I was working on Kaleidoscope Hall one night. It was five in the morning. And the 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 weird sounds that I've, anytime I'd heard weird sounds there, Yeah. there's always been a pigeon at the core of it. It was, there was <laughs> pigeons that hated it. My buddy and I, while we were working on of, it, this one kept trying to poop on him. Like, it was like really got close a couple of times. And they were very vocal about us being there. These two pigeons did not like us. Yeah. And I just was well aware of all the sounds I thought the pigeons could make. And yeah. then it's like five in the morning, and I hear some loud rustling kind of banging. I know what rats sound like. I know it's much larger than that. And I was like, no, yo, yeah. man, shut up. And he's like, What? I was like, You need to just stop talking. And he's like, Okay. And he hears it too. He's like, What the hell is that? I was like, I don't know, but shut up. And I like take a flashlight out. I don't see anything. And then we wait a second and we hear it again. Like we both kind of jump back a little. He grabs like a piece of plywood. I have like a broom. And I put my flashlight over, and there is the biggest possum just covering the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it
2: wasn't a ghost.
3: Uh, dude. <laughs> it was a and so you know, and that guy did not care. Like he, they would, I didn't mean to gender them, but the possum just uh, <laughs> refused to leave that area. And every we had to like walk through, protecting ourselves each time to like make sure that we weren't bothering it, and it wasn't bothering yeah. us. Uh, so you know, I think that it's easier to have this job and discount that there is anything going on there, so I don't live in fear. But yeah, it's not yeah. to say my coworkers haven't don't have plenty of stories, and yeah. you know that there aren't things there. But uh, that's not nothing that I've directly had to deal with that wasn't animal
2: <laughs> related. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's how you get to go back every day and not be like, oh, I'm terrified because ghosts are happening. Um, that's what we want for you, ultimately. Thank you. I appreciate real that. Haunted yeah, yeah.
1: Not to be haunted. Yeah. I would say um, one of the things I really appreciated, like, I mean, I appreciated a lot of it. It was it was super entertaining. I had such a great time just like being in the space. It was giving me very much like a like a fair kind Mm. of vibe, you know, where you're kind of pick and choosing where you're going. You're hanging out. It it, um, was very like communal in that way. But I really appreciated um, all those all the things that you you were mentioning where there's this intention and like respect for what this place is and that this isn't just like this separate entity of like okay we're just going to spook people but also acknowledging like where you are and having that inform and play into the experience in itself so it's not like okay we're pretending this is a new place today (laughs) it's like no this is a prison that has this very um, robust history uh, you know good and bad and the prison industrial system of our country It, it has a lot of history there too and so so I just really appreciated those places where it was sprinkled in and I could feel the intentionality in that and so I just wanted to to mention how grateful I was for that.
3: Thank you yeah we've it's been really meaningful to people that have been there for so long in so many ways that it's not two separate things and that it's that the the mission and the focus about like, you know, looking at the uh, criminal justice reform and mass incarceration, like needs to be present and aware and that this is what this place was. And there is a lot of good that was done, but there's a lot of bad. But there's also that's the country, too. Mm-hmm. And to yeah. not acknowledge that is is I generally think is wrong, but also that like. The world we live in, people need to be doing better and that people need to be setting examples, but that there is room for education and learning and entertainment. And that, like, I think the most powerful, like, entertainment experiences make you think about the world around you and the things and the ways that we can do better or that, like sure we've learned but like we haven't learned enough you know (laughs) like how do we how do we just do better and I think that as an organization it's great to know that that is constantly at the forefront it's at the forefront of hiring practices you know it is like we have just such an amazingly diverse cast of people you know there's just like how how clear it is that they care about people's Identity and who they are Outside and inside and that that is Respected as from all, all Parts of it you know
2: mm-hmm. Yeah yeah, absolutely no, I think it definitely comes across I would agree it was a very fun time But also it's kind of like the thesis Of our show mm-hmm. <laughs> And that like horror and scary Things can teach you something And it's almost better when that Does happen I, I
3: yeah. 100% Think that I mean I think that the it, it I love I love a lot of a lot of horror in a lot of different ways, but the ones that like leave you thinking and like you know, like In the Mouth of Madness is like one mm-hmm. of my all-time favorite movies that like got me the worst because it was heady in a way that was like meta before that was a term, you know, and it was just like <laughs> thinking about like what if you are living in a story? And yeah. it's just, you know, it's making you think about things, but also, you know, there's so much that it doesn't have to be beating you over the head, but if at least it's starting these conversations or making you think about it, you know, I think that there's um, yeah, I, I just think that there there's room for both, and mm-hmm. there's room for both to be one thing without compromising the other. And mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Cool. I think like you know horror sometimes makes certain topics or ideas like digestible right it makes it more like easier for people to like understand or be open to understanding cuz it's like presented in this entertaining way and then you're like wait a second
2: <laughs> like, yeah. am i learning just right yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> for
2: sure um what we usually do is the- i think that Oh, sorry. You go, you go ahead.
3: You say words. I just I, I think that horror in general as a genre is always so aware of that and mm-hmm. is constantly, like, critiquing itself and trying mm-hmm. to do better and say, like, you know, like, things like The Final Girl and, like, stuff where it's, like, look at, like, how we've poorly portrayed women or abuse or things that, like, were negatives for characters that are actually, like real systemic issues in society that we can't just pretend are mm-hmm. like they're the villain because they did this horrific thing it's like how do they get this way like why are they this way and i think that mm-hmm. it constantly is evolving in this way that's entertaining but also recognizing that like it can do better as a genre and that people are, are stepping up and that those types of horror movies are are being elevated at to the top now because i think that it's become so much more Necessary in all forms of entertainment.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. Um, so before we close out, we usually ask our guests, like, one, if there's anything last words, uh, not like last words forever, but last words for the episode uh, <laughs> that you want people to know, like to take away with, but also like where they can find you if they wish to find you, um, if you want them to find you, uh, and like kind of, yeah, your spiel for closing.
3: Sure. Um, I, I, you know, I, Halloween nights exists for four more show nights. The last two nights, the 11th and 12th is our remix nights where all of the lights out are in all of the attractions except for Delirium, which is our 3d blacklight experience. The entertainment areas will be twisted in ways. There might be some vampires and some other fun (laughs) little little things going on. So if you've gone before, it will be different and unique. Or if you didn't get to see everything, this is an opportunity. I also think it's when I'd always go as a guest because not just because it was scarier, but also you've got a different type of person that's coming two weeks after Halloween, and those are my kind of
1: very true. uh,
3: so yeah, I think that, and if you you have gone on Halloween, go to the tour during the day, it's awesome. You don't yeah. get to see there's so many unique things about the history, but also like the, there are grants they give out every year that take that, to artists that put, the, that have installations in cells and blocks that are are both creative, artistic and educational that I think is, is phenomenal to check out. Um, and me, I'm online as Easy Almighty, e- letter e letter z almighty um if you are going to follow me i recommend hitting me up messaging me in most cases just because i get a lot of strangers and i try to keep some things private but if you mention this podcast i will happily happily let anyone (laughs) in on the the weird fun stuff that i'm involved in which is pretty constant even outside of halloween nights yeah
2: Yeah. you've always been like my cool cousin that does dj stuff and like lives the nightlife and is doing all the interesting things. So,
3: I mean, I I love this podcast. I think that what you guys are doing are great. Like the pandemic afforded me a little time to uh, see what other people in my life were doing because I wasn't just going all the time. There was not as much to do as an event producer and (laughs) got to, you know, see and start listening to this. And like, you know, I love the analyst analyzing you guys do i love horror it's like and i think that this is just great but also you know being able to see that we can connect on on things and get to share mm-hmm. them with you and be, both appreciate them for for what they are so it's been 100%. nice thank you guys for for thinking me and coming out and seeing the show i'm glad you guys enjoyed it so much
2: yeah, yeah. Thank you for being a guest and also for inviting yeah. us to that. Cause I don't know if, I don't know. We were on the fence about going this year uh, mm-hmm. until we got there. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. We're 100% yeah. going to do it. And then it was 1000% worth so it. Glad. If we had more time in this month, we would have gone back more than once. Yeah. But October I is get chaos. No, I, I,
3: it, <laughs> I'm excited to see how many faces come back that I've, you know, yeah. I have a lot of friends mm-hmm. and family that didn't anticipate being there that long, but also just guests, you know, people <laughs> yeah. are like, I'm coming back.
1: yeah Yeah, absolutely um awesome so uh thank you again so much easy that was so uh informative and i hope it motivates folks to check you out for the last week and then definitely looking forward to to next week um in the show notes you'll see our uh tags for both of our guests so you can definitely follow them see what they're up to see what new things are coming down the line um, because they're both incredibly talented (laughs) so like even just like outside of what we're talking about, there are a million things that you could be following them for. Um So please be sure to do that. Uh, remember to like, and subscribe and uh, let us know about if you went to the, <laughs> the Halloween nights, tell us how you felt. What was it like for you? If you've been before and you're, you were on the fence, let us know that too. Um, we'd love to hear about other folks experiences. And um with that being said, yeah. don't get married.
2: I'll eat your kids.